Welcome to another episode of Booksmitten. We are here, we are happy, and today we are going to focus on endings. And before I do that, we want to introduce our co-hosts today. I have Patrick Flores Scott and Kelly J. Baptist, and I am Heather Shoemaker. And the three of us are going to, even though our manuscripts are not finished, we're going to dive into the endings because endings are so much fun. And I just to start off, I wanted to share with you a quote that I have written on a sticky note right here on my desk. And it says, the ending should be inevitable, but not predictable. Wow. Mm, that's awesome. That's good. <laughs> and I always feel like that's going to drive me because, yeah, if you've drawn your plot and characters right, it will be inevitable. This is the only thing that can happen, and yet it shouldn't be completely, oh, yeah, of course, um, to the reader until right at the end. And that's mm-hmm. the tricky thing because, boy, are readers smart. And when we're writing yes. picture books, three- and four-year-olds, they are smart as anything. Yes. Yeah. That's really good. I think that resonates so well because the reader should not know until it happens. And then they should say, well, yes, of course it had to be this. It had to be this. There was no other way but this. So how to do that? (laughs) Heather, how to do that? (laughs) I know. It does fit with uh, Anne Whitford Paul's first bullet point of this chapter. Um, But it says the ending must be unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, so there it is right there in, black, in right. black and white on the book. Yeah. Um, Unpredictable. So I should say we're focusing on our next chapter in Anne Whitford Paul's book, Writing Picture Books. And this is the chapter 12, all about endings. Uh, what about you, Kelly and Patrick? When you're writing a story, whether it's a picture book or a novel, do you have that ending in mind? Do you know where you're going to land when you start? I... It, it's a very broad radius, I would say. <laughs> I don't have a pinpointed, and then she'll move here, and this, and da 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 the end. No, it's, it's more general, I would say, when I begin a manuscript. I do not have a detailed ending mm-hmm. in mind, which conflicts with what <laughs> one of these points is. Everything you've written relates to the ending. And I think maybe unconsciously it does but right now in my current picture book manuscript I don't think I started off with everything relating to the ending mm-hmm. and she's saying get rid of anything that doesn't advance the storyline or connect to how you're going to to right. end so and I think that's already the, <laughs> right the, the beauty of of next drafts because I feel mm-hmm. like at least with a novel, when I finally get to my ending point, then I can see where I'm landing. I have to go back and adjust. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think in general in my writing, I, the ending is what I'm, what I'm writing towards. Mm-hmm. So I often have an idea of what the ending is going to be. Um, so, but often, often it's a plot moment. And I don't know what emotional point it solves until going back and really writing through the story and going through drafts and drafts to find out why that ending is meaningful, why that ending is powerful. So um, 
that's as a novel writer. I guess I guess as a in this picture book too, I did have the ending in mind. And it does seem like an obvious ending, the one that I have. It doesn't seem unpredictable. I think I'm going to make it unpredictable uh-huh. <laughs> by creating the story that feels like it's going in a different direction. If this ending will definitely feel inevitable, like you said. Um, but I, I think the power of the chaos and conflict <laughs> in the story, I shouldn't say chaos, uh, the power of the conflict um, and how lost this character gets will make the ending feel unpredictable, even if it's kind of an obvious ending mm. um, right now. Well, one thing I've always enjoyed as a picture book reader is that last page, that page 32, it's usually a half page. It's got an illustration on one side and then you got the book flap on the other. And there's almost always a twist or a joke or a just a, a painting of a rock or something that that ha- because you've been through the experience of the story has great meaning or great humor or some sort of uh, the story hasn't ended and sometimes the words have ended but the illustrations haven't and so the story hasn't quite ended until you see that final page so i i love looking at final pages of picture books and try to live up to the high bar that that they um, they've carried a child all the way through the story, but then there's one more little jab or twist at the end, which is so lovely. I love that as an assignment for us to go. I was about to say that too, <laughs> to go look at endings. Oh, I got to go to the library or Barnes and yeah. Noble and just pick out books and look at endings. Just the last page and see what you feel and maybe what you would predict the story has been about and the twists right. and turns it took and and yeah. then read it. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, a good, uh, that's good homework. So I do have my ending in mind. My, my picture book manuscript is a comic one about Grandpa laughing his head off. And so the main story is, will he get his head back and all the adventures it has and so on. Um, and the last, the resolution, as we're getting towards the ending, the resolution is he finds his head and Granny screws it on. I'm picturing with a screwdriver or some sort of <laughs> giant tool. Um and the very last page, that page 32, where you, it's just a half page, I'm picturing Granny's head because she's, she's remembering how funny it all was. And then her head is going to go oh my God, that's bumping awesome. off. So Yay. then the story keeps going. So I've had this yes. in mind that we're getting to the next head rolling off. That's good. That and is I think great. an illustrator would, would love that. You know, just to show the beginning stages of, oh, no, oh, no more chaos. Oh, no. <laughs> It's coming. Yeah, that's good. And it sets you up for a sequel as well. Yeah. So multiple benefits to that idea, I think. I I think this got me. Um, another one of her points is the ending must solve the original problem. Mm. And um, mm. I, I think like I can definitely see in a gauzy way that that's the case in my book but i think part of it is pointing at the original problem i haven't pointed at the original problem for the reader and and stated it in a way that everybody knows oh this is the thing this is the thing we're gonna try to figure out um and that that pointing at is tricky it's like okay that's the thing you describe the most or there's the most dialogue around it or um it takes the longest to or it takes long to get through so that um 
so that you're so that it doesn't feel like a thesis statement it it you got to be tricky about how you point that thing out yeah and patrick you were talking to us earlier about is your book a picture book or is it a graphic novel in disguise because <laughs> graphic novels have more complexity and more what's the problem more subplots whereas a picture book it, it, it's a it's so concise it almost needs one story problem and yeah. so if you're having trouble finding what is your one story problem so you can wrap it up by the end well maybe you have multiple ones yeah yeah, I was at a critique group. I'm lucky enough to be in a critique group with women who have um, published many picture books, and they booted my draft into the world <laughs> of graphic novels. Happily so. It was an enjoyable moment where they said, have you thought that this might be a graphic novel? And I was like, you know what? That sounds fantastic. So um, does that mean I have to write a different picture book? for the book smitten challenge or does it mean i say you know what one of the things that happens when you set off to write something in a certain milieu or genre or whatever and it ends up being something else like um maybe you embrace that and just roll with mm -hmm. it and keep on going and there's something in the contrast between what i'm doing and what you all are doing that helps me learn more about picture books too um yeah we'll see We'll see how that goes in terms of what I'm going to do and in terms of the podcast, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting because it happens yeah. in real life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm excited. It happens yeah. in real life. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that um, she talks about in endings to make it satisfying, again, just for people who may not already have thought through this, it doesn't have to be a happy ending. You can have a sad ending even in a picture book but it has to be satisfying and fit the story and fit what's going on. But talking about the main character is the one that solves the problem. And usually in a picture book, the main character is the child. So I was thinking about that and my main, my story doesn't have any kids in it. I mean, maybe the illustrator will put some in, but I have what's called childlike adults. So mm -hmm. I have grandpa and grandma, particularly grandpa is the child. He's the child figure, even though he's a grown-up. Um, so he's he is solving his own problem, but um, letting rather than having mom come in and swoop in and solve the problem, the main character has to solve the problem. So making sure that we're doing that and giving the kids the agency. Yeah, that's this is definitely another issue. <laughs> like it's all coming up. It's like, oh my gosh, it's been in this book the whole time. Um, but again, it's yeah. It, there's something missing where the end just kind of is that inevitable ending, but without me creating that moment where the, my main character has to make a choice. I think it's seeing it as a choice sometimes. Mm. Um, if you see them make the choice um, in this resolution moment, that's much more powerful than if it just feels inevitable that they're going in that direction. So mm -hmm. it's like taking, I'm just thinking of it in that way for me right now, just taking time to set it up as a choice that the character is making. Mm -hmm. Did any of you stumble on something she said that made you feel like, oops, <laughs> need to work on that? Or, or makes you wonder, hmm, do all these elements that are good suggestions 
do they have to be in every picture book? So, for example, <laughs> she wrote, "No lucky, in, no lucky coincidences will influence the outcome." And I wrote, "Oops!" in really big letters, <laughs> because I do have Grandpa sitting down next to a soggy rock, and the soggy rock is actually his own head. He can't see it, you know, because he his eyes are in the wrong spot. But um, he figured. I suppose it's a coincidence that he's sitting there next to his own head and then he figures out it's his head and he puts it on. But at the same time, he's been taking action because he's been running around looking for it the best he can. And I don't know, maybe I need to change some of the plot so that it's not a total coincidence. But I'm having trouble with that one. I'm like, oh, why did she have to write that? <laughs> because in a novel, I would definitely would not rely on coincidence to wrap mm. up my main climax. But I felt like it was okay here. And I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe I, I need to reexamine that. Well, is it a coincidence? Or he's been on a journey to find it this whole time, right? Yeah. He got very so, close. So close he sat on it. Yeah. So close. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so maybe it's the quest coming to it. The, the the quest or the journey, you know, you, uh -huh. you came to the the destination. It was looking you in the face, you know, all puns intended, you know, for him. <laughs> right. So it's not like he just walked outside and it fell out the sky and bloop, fell okay. right back onto his body. You uh -huh. know, he's on a journey. He's on a journey. And the head was on a journey, too. And then the journey's just... <laughs> cross paths <laughs> it does feel Naturally. extremely satisfying mm -hmm. like for a kid to see that moment where he's, he's he sits like, on the head or he realizes he's sitting on the head like either way it feels really satisfying like I get why it's mm -hmm. in there I guess the question will just be where does it where does it go and how um yeah how is it part of the build or part of the end um okay but it does feel like don't lose that moment. Okay. Yeah. I guess it's, it's not yeah. falling it's out of the cool. sky the way Kelly said. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, all, no, right, yeah. all right. You guys made me feel better. I was just going to throw something out there real quick to you, Heather. Like if that is a part of his personality, like maybe he sits and that's how he thinks. Like I take a seat and I thought for a second, then he went somewhere else. And then he took a seat and he thought oh. and he went somewhere else. Uh -huh. And then this is just a natural part of him. Also, it could incorporate the rhythm of threes or sevens. He takes a seat to think, well, where else could it be? But this time he has sat on, on the head or whatever. He kicks a rock um, to think or whatever he does. Maybe we see a pattern of, of his behavior and then that pattern will feel more natural when he comes into contact with mm -hmm. his missing head. All right, great. So it's not so lucky. Right. It's really a part of what he does. Right. Anyway. All right. So, okay, maybe you can solve the next problem for me, too, <laughs> which is um, I've always believed this in the novels I write, which is the main character should change during the course of the story, whether it's a journey story or whatever kind of story. But my main character is not changing. He's still Goofy Grandpa. He ha now has a head back on his shoulders. But and I was thinking about various humorous picture book stories I know and the one John Classen's I Want My Hat Back. I mean, the main character is not having a big moral change. He gets his hat back by eating a rabbit. So um, there's, I'm trying to think, do all, main, do all successful 
picture books have that ingredient of the main character has undergone a change? Or is that depending on the story that you're telling? It has to depend. I I think there's stories in successful movies even where you follow that character for two hours or whatever and the character hasn't really made the change. Sometimes it's about the journey um, and watching the character not change (laughs) is sometimes really interesting too. So I I think it's doable. Um, I think it's doable. You have the twist at the very end with the head falling off the, the, the old man's wife or the grandma. And I, I think that does a little bit of the work. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for you I think at the end in terms of it feeling like a fairy a nursery rhyme or fairy tale kind of a nursery rhyme sort of structure and those are can be really satisfying without feeling like there's a bunch of change happening mm-hmm. I don't know it's going be interesting to, to see yeah what, what your illustrator might do with that too oh, yeah, that's, yeah. might solve that problem because we might see grandpa now taking the more responsible right. <laughs> tone as his wife is about to launch into full silliness you know and it could be just that page and that's enough change he's right. gone through the book being silly and it's still in him but um we can't both be silly so she's going <laughs> off the <laughs> the deep end so he's gonna have to be a little more oh no <laughs> i know what's about to happen uh i can help so which is different than how he's been in the story so yeah that maybe that's the change right yeah yeah that's the change taking right turns to be the silly one this is yep. an important life all, lesson we right? can all go down <laughs> it, <laughs> is. it is it's, it's just dangerous if everybody's all silly all at once yes that's yes. <laughs> we all need our turn yeah yeah yes <laughs> Yeah, but when you look through all the things that Anne Woodford Paul suggests about what an ending should do, it it can be a bit intimidating. It It, it can if you're trying to do all of them. (laughs) (laughs) If you're like, I need to do this and this and this, well, I think they're just they're just guide points. Yeah, things to to check for um, that lend themselves to satisfaction at the end of the story. Not that you have to do all of them, but can I just say my favorite one? Which is, yeah, the ending comes at the end of the book. Okay, now <laughs> I I looked at that. It's like, well, you know, it's a tendency to skim over that. But then yes. when she gets into it and says, a lot of books have their ending and then they go on and finish later, or they're finished, but the ending isn't. So you've got all this extra stuff, and I think that's really common, especially mm. with a, an early manuscript, is that yeah, we should shut up now. And then uh, um, somebody told me that when you're coming to the end of the chapter, automatically cut off the last one to three sentences because your ending is actually earlier than you think. Mm. And so sometimes people go on and on. Yeah. Yeah, I think if we keep in mind another one of her points, the ending must solve the original problem. There's that moment of resolution and that's that's the ending she's talking about. She's not talking about the last page. She's talking necessarily. She's talking about that moment of resolution. And, um, and uh, so that's your ending. I think if you do listen back to that um, Shutta critique session I had, or the critique session I had with Shutta Crumb, 
um, I, I had multiple endings and it's like, well, um, this story I think resolved back here. So you mm. need to, like you mm. say, cut, cut off that next, cut off that last beat, or you need to make a decision, which one is the actual ending. Mm. Um, so, and then, so the question is which one has the, the more satisfying resolution, um, yeah, and another one of no extra characters thrown in at the last minute that that aid in in the resolution. Yeah. I, oh yeah, okay. Let's introduce them on the beginning. And since it's a picture book, this is right at the beginning. Yeah, if they're going to be there at all, especially to fix the climax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because that's jarring. That's a random element comes in at the end, a random character, and and to have such weight, and we're just meeting you. Right. It's kind of like what happened. So that's, that was an important one and a good example that came with it. Yeah. And if it's well with the no coincidences, like um, that char- that new character at the end, aiding in the resolution, like usually that's going to be the character that I guess would make the resolution possible. Um, and it's just unsatisfying to have somebody new play a major role in it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think the point on no loose ends kind of goes to what we were just talking about. And I feel like we feel the need to prolong the end, but here's some more because we might not have tied up all the loose ends uh, that we created in the story. Mm-hmm. And so that point, no loose ends, make sure that you're, you're tying those up um, or setting them up to be tied up well at the end right? so that you don't have your climate resolution. And then, Oh wait, but remember, the mom has said da 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 da, so I gotta say da 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 da, right. and it's just like we're already done. <laughs> yeah. We're already done. Yeah, because out the oven. And she even gives page numbers for just what you're saying, Kelly. So mm-hmm. the resolution is page thirty and thirty-one, and then tying up all remaining dangly endings is thirty-two. Wow, and we're done. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I I do think like to keep in mind, um, that. Uh, Kelly just used the word set up and set setting things up. Like the answer to your ending is often going to be at the beginning or in, in the middle. Mm. It's not necessarily about looking at those last five pages. It's about making sure that the whole thing is, is pushing towards that satisfying ending. Right. Yeah. And I really think that's the heavy work of revision, right? For is to sure. go in once we know where our ending is, Everything has to support that ending. Yeah. Which yeah. we're not always there. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Yeah. That's why we keep working and that's why we have these discussions and that's why we're reading this book, which you, our lovely listeners, I hope that you are following along as well. Super helpful throughout this this process of crafting our picture books. Yeah. So, um, Speaking of endings, guys, (laughs) I think we're coming to a very satisfying end of this discussion with endings. And I know that we've got our manuscripts printed out and we're looking in particular at those endings. And uh, I just want to thank you guys for being um, transparent. I know we're sharing a lot more details about what's happening in our manuscripts and it doesn't feel as nervous. Uh, They're racking as it did before putting our ideas and thoughts out there. So thank you to Patrick and Heather for for being willing to do that along with myself. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in 
um, once again for another episode. We want to give lots of shout outs to our lovely interns who are helping with production and design, um, Jean-Luc Ishimwe and Ferrelin Nunez. Thank you so much for your work with our podcast. Um, we also want to shout out our music, Duck Duck Chicken. And we would encourage you guys, as you are listening, to rate and share with your friends. Anyone who wants to attempt a picture book, you can join us on this picture book challenge. Um, we are on formerly Twitter, now X, uh, with the hashtag picture or book smitten challenge. And then you can follow us at booksmittenpod. You can email us with any questions, comments, um, requests for shows or, or topics. And that is at hello at booksmitten.us. So again, we thank you for listening. Can't wait to see you next time or for you to hear us next time. And until then, um, we'll see you next time on the Picture Book Bookshelf. This is Kelly J. Baptist, Patrick Flores-Scott, and Heather Shoemaker. See you next time. See Bye-bye. Ya.